Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to do a report about pre-rolls, taking a look at the market share uh, relative or side-by-side to its own customer base. So looking at pre-rolls, you can see that they account for only 9.1% of total sales in the last six months. Just about a third of all customers bought a pre-roll. So that tells us that pre-rolls have a comparatively lower price point. It also tells us that they're immediately popular and they're likely bought more frequently as an add-on. So if you're doing a deep dive into your customer base, this would tip you off to look deeper into the basket data for pre-rolls, finding out which products they're most frequently buying alongside. So moving on to looking at how many customers bought pre-rolls based on age and gender, you may think that there's been a lot of people that switching to vaping now. It's just not the case. A portion of Gen Z that's aged into the don't use cannabis market absolutely loves pre-rolls, buying them at an even higher rate than their millennial predecessors. Just about an even third of millennials bought a pre-roll in the past 180 days, while 36% of Gen Z women and 34% of Gen Z men did. And the baby boomers who made the joint iconic part of their counterculture in the 60s just don't really enjoy them so much anymore. Less than a quarter of baby boomers bought joints, and the silent generation was even more averse. Interesting, there weren't many gender differences in the middle of the spectrum, but silent generation women clearly do not like pre-rolls, while Gen Z women like them three times as much. So in other headset reports, shows that older women strongly prefer wellness products, so it makes sense that they would shy away from something so closely associated with recreational use. All right, looking a little bit more at the audience. This graph has similar information, but it gives you the likelihood a given cohort will purchase a pre-roll versus the market average. So if you're looking to move pre-roll products, looking at the left side tells you who you should tell your marketing towards. In this case, young women who purchase pre-rolls at a rate of 15% above average for Gen Z and 8% above average for millennials. All those cannabis billboards featuring carefree millennials at festivals and beaches are spot on actually, at least if they're selling pre-rolls. Conversely, trying to pitch pre-rolls to elderly women probably isn't going to work no matter how perfectly tailored your marketing is. Silent generation women buy at 61% below average. All right, let's look at the categories here of pre-rolls and what customers are buying. So we see that the most prominent that with pre-roll customers buying significantly more pre-rolls and significantly less flour. And a flower accounted for more than 47% of overall market share and only 40% of market share amongst pre-roll buyers. They bought double the pre-rolls that the average customers did. So this lines up with other data that shows millennials and Zoomers to be price conscious cohorts as pre-rolls have a very low average item price. Also makes sense that we see pre-roll customers buying slightly more vape pens which are also found to grow in popularity as age decreases. With pre-roll segment shares by age group, you can see that the category sales aren't the only things affected by age and gender groups. Segments, the assortment of product styles within a category, they also appeal to different demographic groups. Pre-rolls offer a good illustration of that, and a few of the segments within pre-rolls are very distinct. So for example, Canagars and Blunts are very specifically marketed to young recreationally oriented audience. And while we can't say that no one smokes a Canagar for wellness reasons, most people looking for calm, anxiety, or easing pain aren't sparking big blunts to do it. Therefore, it's no surprise that that segment skews towards Gen Z and millennials with the combined 73% of sales going towards those two generations which maybe makes me the exception to the rule because I love smoking a blunt, but maybe that's just me. Taking a look at pre-roll segment shares by gender, the insight demographics allows us to slice the data by both age and gender. So seeing how segment preferences shake out by gender, 
Given that blunts are best associated with rap, a genre of music that has a lot of machoism, no surprise that men out by women by the most in that segment at 69% to 31. Women on average, around 35% of the market for most pre-roll segments buy above that average in mixed strain and CBD single strains. But when it comes to Gen Z, women out by men in pre-roll categories overall, and the category is still very much a recreational one. Although there are a lot more CBD pre-rolls coming out on the market, so that could change things up quite a bit. So looking at the average item price by age group, it's important to know how much each consumer segment is willing to spend on your product. It's one thing to note is that older consumers tend to spend more in general, and the other is despite prices being a lot higher than normal, younger consumers are spending more per product in the mixed strain category. Why is that? Probably because the mixed strain products are multi-packs, which might be more popular with millennials because they often give you more bang for your buck. While the Kennegars and Blunt category also exhibits a more generous spend from Gen Z millennials, what's your preference? You like a sativa, an indica, mixed strain? I like a hybrid simply because a sativa could hit you behind the eyes in the same way an indica could. When you have 30% flower in some cases, it's hard to tell the difference. So a nice little hybrid uh, kind of can keep focus without maybe being uh, either too too in the couch or <laughs> running around the walls, you know, with a, with a specific sativa like grain crack. I just can't even do that. A couple other takeaways is that older generations are obviously more economically established and able to make bigger purchases all at once with younger generations shopping more frequently but spending less. And maybe not a surprise is that the silent generation is going to spend a whole lot more on average on CBD strains, using it for treatment or relief. So some of the takeaways, pre-roll consumers really like pre-rolls. So compared to the market average, pre-roll customers spend twice as much within the category and they're slightly more likely to buy vape pens as well. Also among pre-roll segments, you have a generational divide where older generation is more interested in CBD. Younger ones are much more likely to buy Canagars and Blunts, according to the data. Some trends are here to stay, and the one that really sticks out is that even in a largely recreational category, generational and gender preferences for wellness remain. Headset suspects that'll stick around even after the baby boomer reaches the age of the silent generation is at now. It might be early, but the preference for CBD among older women is present in this report and many others. So they think it simply reflects how useful those products are to the elderly. On the other side of the coin, young people still just want to have fun. So the fact that products like Canagars and Blunts resonate well with younger audience, people who grew up on music extolling the virtues of Blunts, appears to have an ongoing trend. What's especially interesting about the consumer metrics is that it often lines up with trends from outside the cannabis industry. So, for example, we can read of anywhere that millennials and by the extension Zoomers are the most cash strapped generation in history. And so seeing their overall spending remain lower lining up with that. So when it comes to price sensitivity, that seems to very much reflect each generation's economic position. So unless something changes more generally, we don't expect it to change much more in cannabis. And lastly, the gender dividing cannabis carries on. Men still show up in the industry at nearly double the rate of women, but that's something that we do expect to change on its own. And though pre-rolls exceeding popularity with Gen Z might affect this, it's notable that Gen Z women have a higher purchase rate for pre-rolls than Gen Z men. Historically, men have been especially overrepresented in categories that are what we would define as more recreation or even hardcore. Concentrates, for example, skew towards men, but while pre-rolls don't have the macho aura that dabs do, we think it's still significant that younger women are enthusiastic about them. It's too soon to call, but more Gen Z enters the market. The generation balance seems to likely shift more closely to the actual populations. 
I thought it would be interesting to take a look back at some data when infused pre-rolls first hit the market in uh, 2017. We can see initial growth in Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, basically every market uh, as some of these infused pre-rolls uh, started taking off. So looking at regular pre-rolls fourth quarter, Colorado had a 5% market share, but with infused pre-rolls, market share took off grabbing 28% of the market with almost 12 million uh, in sales compared to regular pre-rolls at 21 million. Washington loves their pre-rolls too, a growth rate of 36%, spending uh, $68 million, grabbing a market share of 12%. Uh, with infused pre-rolls fourth quarter 2017, that growth went 103%, grabbing almost 6 million in sales and 18% market capture for infused pre-rolls specifically. Fast forward to April 2020, and California has a 9% uh, of revenue is coming from pre-rolls at 23 million. But what you'll notice is year over year performance is decreasing. A lot of that had to do with uh, the vape debacle and followed by the following year uh, with this whole virus. So dropping 47% in Arizona as people kind of prefer the vape pens. Colorado dropped 3%, a lot of tourism. Nevada, 56% decline, obviously because of no events out there. So unlike that, Washington is still holding fairly steady, surprisingly, one of the worst markets in my opinion, but during this, uh, this pandemic, uh, one of the best performing because it hasn't changed, it hasn't relied on, on tourism. In terms of the total number of joints sold in 2017, Washington sold 11 million, Oregon 10 million, Colorado sold 21 million, but California 42 million. So total from all of these various states, 122 million pre-rolls were selling in 2017, and it's only gotten more popular. Now, if we go to the way, way back machine, we can see that joint trajectory in 2014 was estimated at 911 million nationwide. That includes you know, the, the legacy market. So that's the equivalent number of 46 million joints back then. Pre-rolls have experienced a huge growth since 2016 with a total of $158 million generated between Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, according to LemonHaze.com. In Washington alone, during the month of December 2016, they sold over 1.1 million joints, totaling 8.5 million in sales. Breaking that down, that's over 3.2 million in King County where Seattle is located. I think Washington's pre-roll numbers are maybe a little bit optimistic, but any new state rollout should expect similar numbers even now. So right out the door, you can expect a little over 10 million pre-rolls per year. It's about a million a month. So revenue to be expected around 81 million. That should generate taxes of around $25 million. That's a lot of pre-rolls. So between hemp and cannabis, we expect these to be popping off quite a bit. So uh, there are some machines out there that can do them, somewhat uh, semi-automated, fully automated for pre-rolls, as well as uh, blunts. So check out that uh, those videos that we have uh, in our playlist for fully automated machines. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. 
As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.